GP Insights, a health cert podcast. Practical advice for busy GPs on how to treat with confidence and grow their practice. Welcome everyone to another episode of Health Cert's GP Insights podcast. Today we're talking about thread lifts with Dr. Helena Rosengren, an experienced skin cancer and cosmetic medicine physician based in Townsville. Welcome Helena and thank you again for joining us today. Beautiful, thanks so much for the invitation. Okay, let's start with the basics, the very basics. What is a thread lift and how does it work? Well, it's actually a very good question because there is uncertainty about what thread lifts are these days because we've got the PDO threads as well as the more traditional thread lifts. So a PDO thread is where very short lengths of threads are put under the skin via a cannula. And as they then dissolve over the three months or so that follows, they increase collagen and elastin. So they will give a rejuvenation effect, reduce fine lines, but no lifting effect. On the other hand, the, um, the longer threads, which are poly-L-lactic acid threads, they can be passed for 10 or even 15 centimeters under the skin, depending on where you're putting them, the anatomy of the skin. They have got a, a long needle at the end so that you can pass them subcutaneously and a number of barbs along the length of the thread itself. So the idea is that you, you anchor the thread at one end, you pass it under the skin, and then as you pull the thread tight, these little barbs will catch uh, under the subcutaneous tissue and give a physical lifting effect, actually lift the tissues right up. So they, they work really in quite a different way. The nice thing about these threads is that they are potent biostimulators. Uh, so as they then dissolve over six to nine months, they're really increasing uh, elastin and collagen and actually altering the architecture of the skin. And once they are fully dissolved, that lift continues. Now, of course, it's not a permanent lift. Well, generally, we would expect 18 months to two years as an effect from a lifting long thread. From the PDO threads, maybe up to 12 months. So in a nutshell, these are fast, minimally invasive facelifts that are an alternative to cosmetic surgery. Right. Thank you. So yes, they are predominantly faceless. There, is there any other area on the body they can address? Yes, yes, indeed. So mm -hmm. they have been used, for example, to help give a slight breast lift or on the upper arm area, decolletage area. We would predominantly use them, my person would predominantly use them for face, a cheek and jowl lift or forehead eyebrow lift and around the neck area to give a beautiful lift. Mm, right, thank you. How long have you been practicing thread lifts and how popular has it been at your clinic? I'd say it's been about five years now since I initially got a training. I did start with some different threads to what I use today and then have upgraded. So I, so I do know, have learned about a variety of techniques and it is popular. We are mm. the only clinic in Townsville that in fact, in Northern Queensland, I think, that provide these lifting thread lifts. Mm. And PDO threads, of course, have become quite popular 
in, in multiple clinics. Uh, so people do seek us out. They found it through our website and they come from all over. Hmm. Hmm. And what patients do you typically find are the best candidates for these thread lifts? Are there any for whom it's unsuitable? The best candidates for your thread lift with the, the longer threads that I've just explained is someone that's just beginning to show signs of aging, perhaps as minimal or moderate signs of aging and skin laxity. Once we're getting to severe aging signs, it is actually much better to have a proper surgical cosmetic lift that will be much more effective and a much better use of financial resources for the patient. Is there anyone that it's unsuitable for? It, well, I would say predominantly just those with severe aging. Otherwise, it's pretty suitable. It is a very mm. safe treatment and something that you might in particular consider in, in your patient with moderate aging signs mm. if they can't tolerate a general anesthetic or you know they've got certain comorbidities or medications that would increase the risks of actual surgical procedures it's a very safe alternative yeah that's a really excellent point in terms of the mild to moderate aging then what patients what age range do you typically um, find with your patients here um, for me personally I would say 40 to 60 but there mm -hmm. are some patients that are older that I have done thread lifts for because they've mm. been very good at looking after their skin. Mm. So at my preliminary consult, I'll, we'll be having a very good look at the tissues and the elasticity in particular. And I might, for someone that is that little bit older and has more moderate signs of aging, suggest that they have treatment that's going to increase their elastin and collagen globally so that could be microneedling mm. or um, you know any other number of those treatments that that will have that stimulating effect and exactly. that way when they come to have their procedure you can you can physically feel between your finger and thumb that there is more tissue there so mm. there is more tissue for those barbs to hold onto and to physically mm. lift yeah, that's a fantastic practical tip. So in your experience, can a doctor realistically provide thread lifts from their primary care clinic? And what sort of training and equipment is involved? Oh, yes, indeed. So yeah, mm -hmm. uh, this is a very easy procedure to add into whatever treatments you're doing. I think particularly if you are a skin cancer or cosmetic doctor and you already understand the anatomy of the skin, the risk areas, etc., that will make you obviously much safer. And it's absolutely necessary to have that understanding of the skin before undertaking thread lifts. But it's if you have that training already, it's a very easy procedure to bring into your treatments. But what I would say, little caveat here, is just to make sure that you you have indemnity. Mm and that you are fully covered by your indemnity because with some insurance indemnity agencies, it's considerably more expensive if you want to do thread lifts. So I would just check out the rules and look at the alternatives. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Great. And what is the, apart, so from, 
apart from understanding the anatomy and um, facial tissues and skin, is there any other particular equipment involved? Anything that you have to yeah, go out of your way to get before being able to practice this? Well, no, not really. If oh, you're already oh, doing okay. surgery, mm-hmm. not really. It helps to have some basic surgical equipment there like artery mm-hmm. forceps and fine needle holders and for some procedures you will need to use a scalpel so a, a blade holder is good you will be injecting quite a lot of anesthetic along the path of where you pass a thread and it can really help to use cannulas to inject that anesthetic and that might take a little bit a little bit of training not much mm-hmm. um, to just learn that particular technique because that will then reduce the possibility of bruising and mm. excessive swelling as well um and otherwise no it's uh, it's the threads themselves mm, perfect so are there any risks or limitations involved with thread lifts to be aware of yes it, it is a minor procedure and generally very well tolerated it's often advertised as, as you know your lunchtime facial lift I disagree a little bit with that. I think it's really, really good to prep our patients properly and that they have some understanding about thorough aftercare as well. So I think the consenting mm-hmm. the patient's really, really important. I often see people come in who expect this to be exceptionally simple with no particular aftercare, but the thread lift will work a lot better if we are very careful. So I will always talk to patients about the importance of reducing or stopping smoking if they can if they're smokers mm. avoiding alcohol in those days after procedure i supply them with a soft facial or, or neck brace to mm. wear i like them to wear it during the day for the first week or two and at night for a month because this will support the tissues when they might be tossing and turning at night mm. or during the day you know avoid very sudden neck movements if we've done a neck lift because that's the time in those first days um, that the barbs may just let go of the underlying tissues and you lose some of your lifting effect so that's I think very very important for patients that are on maybe they take supplements that may increase the risk of bruising that's an important conversation to have and I'll often suggest to people that perhaps they they stop things like biloba and vitamin A and green tea, turmeric mm. for the 10 days to fortnight prior to procedure because that will make the chance of bruising less. Um, that said, we don't often bruise with a threads procedure, but it can definitely happen. And if we've already got someone that's a little bit older and more likely to have fragile capillaries or knows they're prone to bruising, this, this would be a really important very, very often we'll do this procedure and even the next day, it can be hard to tell they've had a thread procedure. So cosmetically, it is a really good treatment. And I have had some patients return to work, despite <laughs> my suggestion. They stay at home and wear a face brace within a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's simple. There's no need for taping anymore with our newer materials and goes goes really well but that said you can get some side effects or complications so occasionally of course you may end up with asymmetry that you pull tighter Mm. on one side than the other so there needs to be hand holding you need to know how to release a thread Mm -hmm. um, if that's going to be necessary there is 
a possibility of swelling. It's not unusual for patients to get like a sharp, occasional, almost like a little electric shock feeling, which is instantaneous. It's just for a few seconds. And that's especially with sudden turning or you know, using their muscles. And it's especially true for the forehead area. So if you're doing an eyebrow lift, it's absolutely essential to know how to use toxins in that area. So we actually paralyze the muscles and that will make the whole procedure a lot more comfortable for the patient in, in the weeks that follow. Those are probably the main side effects. Oh, yes, no. Occasionally you can also, you've got to be very careful to trim your threads at the exit point so that there is no protrusion. But even so, occasionally there can be a little bit of protrusion. Very important to listen to the patient if they think they can feel the thread and to trim it back because obviously that's a direct route of access for bacteria from the skin. And infection mm -hmm. is a very serious complication from threads procedure, you know, where you actually have to try and remove that thread fully, which can be difficult to do. Mm -hmm. So we want to do everything we can to prevent it trimming threads really, really short and, and little band-aids on those exit and entry points in the first two or three days until the skin is healed up. Mm -hmm. Sometimes too, if a practitioner passes the threads too superficially, you'll get dimpling effect or actually see the thread on the surface. So that, that's a technique problem really. Mm -hmm. So you, you've got to know where to pass it through the skin and their training is going to be absolutely essential. And there's a way of seeing whether you've passed it in, in the right layer. You want to make sure it's not too deep and not too superficial. And obviously having a younger patient with thicker skin or having done a pre-procedure treatment to thicken that skin is going to really help with that particular complication. Mm, it's a fine balance. Exactly. Absolutely. As you mentioned before, thread lifts are and can be a suitable alternative for cosmetic surgery. So what are the benefits of thread lifts in comparison to a cosmetic surgery? Well, cosmetic surgery, obviously, we have much longer recovery. We are going to bruise here. That is the absolute the expectation, whereas with threads, it's perhaps only one in 20, really, that, that bruise in reality. There's a much longer recovery period. There's a lot of sutures that need to be taken out. We're at much greater risk of damaging underlying nerves. Anatomy is essential. A surgical facelift also really should only be done by a cosmetic surgeon and not, not by cosmetic and, and skin cancer clinicians. You know, unless you've had that further training and you have the indemnity to go mm -hmm. with it. So all in all, um, much riskier procedure, longer recovery. Of course, if you have more severe signs of aging, a surgical facelift is going to have a much, much bigger impact than, mm. than threads will. Yeah, great. Now, you've already mentioned lots of practical tips and tricks. Is there any other advice that comes to mind for a practitioner who's interested in introducing thread lifts into their practice for the first time and how they can get started? I think it's really a lot of the things that I've already mentioned, but just mm -hmm. as a summary, to make sure that you, you know the anatomy, you have the equipment available, you know how to do neurotoxin, especially for the forehead, because you should not be using threads without having toxed the forehead first. 
and then getting proper training. Now, often the suppliers of the threads will be able to advise on training or have that available and then also making sure that you are covered with your indemnity. And it might be worthwhile just weighing it up. Now, shopping around as well because Mm. for some indemnity providers, there actually is no additional cost for you to do threads provided they're dissolvable, as we've spoken about, which, which they are these days, and that it's only a certain portion of the work that you do. Mm. Uh, so, so it is going to be worth shopping around and just weighing that up fully. Yeah, wonderful. Thank you so much uh, for sharing all of your time and experience with us, Helena. That was a quick overview of Threadlifts and it was a perfect way to sort of get started with the basics. My pleasure. Thanks so much for the invitation, Megan. Thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, please subscribe so you can get updates whenever we post more. And please share it with others. And for more info, please go to helpsert.com.